0: Hailing Frequencies Open, and welcome to Star Trek Discoverage, the live podcast that boldly goes into excruciating detail about this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm your host, Aaron Coker, a.k.a. Caliban, and when it comes to chairs for your ready room, I've got two words for you, stability balls. Joining me on the show as usual is my co-host, she's also the co-host of the Generations Geek podcast, a more or less family-friendly celebration of geekdom, it's Ella Pearson. Ella, welcome back to Discoverage. Thank you, Ella. We did it. It's yes. the fourth week of twenty-three weeks <laughs> We're of trek. Here. <laughs> I uh, I have not heard uh, much in the way of uh, extra branding. In, in fact, uh, or uh, as far as uh, twenty-three weeks of trek goes, that was a big push before Lord X started. But they're not. I figured we'd be counting down.
1: I would. I would like a countdown. I think yeah. it would center me. I would have a, a sense of time that I've lost for the past six months.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, we're all swirling in, a, in another world of no time. And so to be able to know <laughs> what rung I'm at on the 23 weeks ladder would uh, would boost my spirits, I believe.
1: We have all ascended together. <laughs> and now we're like, what? the concept of time doesn't exist.
0: Why does it hurt so much? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh also joining us on the show tonight a musician and a podcaster and the host of shows podcasts i should say like pro wrestling required viewing virtual theater and the backtracking show here on the just enough trope network it's gooey fame gooey welcome back to the show
2: hey you know a good chair you want to get a one that like you can do the Riker mount on
0: (laughs) you can just sneak
2: up on from behind and and mount that chair
0: yeah yeah, well, I think yeah, that's been the problem in the past with HR. But like, uh, who knows what kind of who knows what kind of beanbag technology they've got in the in the twenty fourth century? You know, we could be going all all kinds of places with this.
2: Yeah, well, that sounds wonderful.
0: It's it's great to have you back on the show. Uh, how are you holding up during the continuing COVID crisis?
2: I'm keeping on, keeping on. You know, I'm yeah. a, I'm an essential worker, so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm on there on the, so on the front lines. I'm so sorry. So, you know, for me, I'm maintaining a somewhat uh, normal schedule than what I had before, you know, compared to what I had before. It's just everything is weird, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's like the same but weirder. And people are mad because they got to wear masks at me, you know? Yeah.
0: nobody's happy about that um have you been uh like keeping yourself busy with like like i like to i've been plowing through uh seasons of old star trek uh and trying to watch old movies but are you how are you entertaining yourself uh
2: you know i always like to give myself projects so i you know i i you know i do stuff for uh the website zelda dungeon and i sure. decided right before covid i was like oh let's let's do a project where we uh where we do a deep dive on a Zelda game a month. So I'm playing a game every month. And then I said, how about I do a series where I uh, do a, a video for every Zelda dungeon. So I'm just constantly <laughs> giving myself homework sure. for games that I like to play. And everything is now a task. So that's how I'm keeping <laughs> myself busy.
0: Where can people find out more about Zelda dungeon?
2: Um, the, you know, it's, it's everywhere. It's Twitter, Okay. Uh, Facebook, ZeldaDungeon.net, and and I do stuff. I do videos over on the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there's where we we do rankings and we play we you know, we play the games and stuff. So it's if you're uh, if you're into the Legend of Zelda, that's the place you want to go. That's and a, I'm sure if you've needed a guide, you've probably found it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I've been trying to also relax by playing video games, but it's so it's so impossible to find any time. To do it. I think I, I feel like I sit <laughs> down and immediately I got to hit pause and do something else. And oh, my, yeah. my partner will be out, you know, maybe she'll be like coming home from work and she sees the PS4 is on. She's like, how's the game? I'm like, oh, no, that's that's pause from the last time I had to get up and go do something else. So <laughs> the game is fine without me, I guess.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I decided I decided to start playing Death Stranding. And oh. I was like this is too real right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got to unite this country a little bit with Monster energy drinks.
2: Yeah, I got to deli- make all these deliveries in the in the <laughs> pandemic and yes. it's just like and it's a you know I'm trudging over the the land and no one appreciates me.
0: I I saw a a video on the internet and some one of those sites the other day where a guy was it was like a nest doorbell video of a guy from DoorDash like delivering food and as he's delivering it there's like a drive-by shooting is going on like behind him so he kind of oh ducks goodness. behind like a potted plant or something <laughs> on the porch and then he's like okay it's safe and then he just kind of keeps going and that's where you go <laughs> into the app. That's where you go into the app and you try to give the guy a little more, like a 200% tip or something like that. But he's yeah, another essential <laughs> essential worker, I'm sure.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 scary right now for all yeah. so many reasons.
0: Be careful everyone. But anyway, uh it's great to have you back on the show, Gooey. Uh, we've We've just seen the fourth episode of the new animated Star Trek series Lower Decks. It's an episode called Moist Vessel, and we're here to talk all about it. But first, as always, a warning. We're setting a course for the Spoiler Zone listeners, so be warned. We're glad you've decided to join us. But if you haven't seen the episode, spoilers are incoming. The official synopsis for Moist Vessel, just saying it, is uh, Captain Freeman seeks the ultimate payback after Mariner blatantly disrespects her in front of the crew. A well-meaning Tendy accidentally messes up a lieutenant's attempt at spiritual ascension and tries to make it right. The episode was written by Ann Kim. It was directed by Barry J. Kelly. And the star date for the episode is 57538.9. And there's a couple uh, interesting aspects to this episode. Um this is the first episode of the series where Mariner calls uh, Captain Freeman mom uh, or acknowledges their relationship in any way. And I remember that part, but I don't think maybe you guys can help me out. I don't think anybody else knows yet or at least that we know, right? I don't think so. Yeah, that's
1: correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was
2: kind of revealed recently, right? In like maybe the last episode.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure uh, if it's super important that they keep it secret, but uh, yeah, but they do acknowledge it in this episode. This is the second episode of this series in which one of its main characters, uh, in this case Mariner, is seen wearing multiple uniforms. She, of course, begins with the red and she switches to the yellow after her promotion. Uh, There's a special guest star on this episode. Haley Joel Osment uh, voices the character of O'Connor in this episode. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what that guy is uh and he's that's, doing stuff that's, he's definitely doing stuff he's actually a pretty funny guy he's been in some pretty funny movies uh what do you guys think about the episode moist vessel uh you go first <laughs> yeah gooey uh
2: yeah you know actually the show's starting to grow on me more than i i thought we talked about episode 1 on backtracking and i was kind of lukewarm and uh this this was one you know, after the first one, I the past two, I had kind of like resigned myself to, I'll oh, just kind of have it on and and you know it, it's it's there, but I'm not really into it. And then I was like, okay, I'm I'm here for the show. Let's just watch it. And I watched it, and I pretty much enjoyed it. Um, it's still, I I feel more of a casual experience when I'm watching it, but yeah. you know, I'm not like totally sucked in by the show, and I I, I feel like it still has some issues, but. For the most part, it's uh, it's a pretty enjoyable
0: watch. Yeah. Ella, what about you? Um, I,
1: <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just more self-conscious about this because uh, my roommate has been watching it with me and she's not, like, a Trek fan. Uh-huh. And so I feel like I'm more aware of, like, how it hits just any audience as opposed to, like, somebody who loves Star Trek like me. Yeah. But um, this episode in particular, I was like, it's, I just felt like there was a little much going on. I still enjoyed it, but I felt like, especially today, I was really aware of like, they're really, they're not making this show. as like, like, Disco felt like we want new people to get into Star Trek. We want this and this and this, and we want like new audiences and also old audiences. Sure. And I feel like with Lower Decks, they're like, we are making this for Trekkies. We're going to reference Abraham Lincoln. We're going <laughs> to reference yeah. like, you know what I mean? I still had fun, but like, It was a little bit busy for me just this week.
0: I felt that this week, this episode was the first really um, kind of in-depth, like, space kind of Star Trek episode. Do you know what I mean? I felt like the the idea of – like, I love generation ship stories. The idea of having a generation ship and then, you know, something goes wrong. um, Having another – uh, I, I mean i know our ship is hapless but having another hapless ship there you know the, like Picard's the always <laughs> yeah. saving you know the yamato or something like that so having two ships and having um them both be infected and having to kind of solve this like it was a good um it was a good science plot um mm-hmm. and it's not that i mean like i think lower decks you know has the mandate to do whatever they want but just as far as like you said ella it it was not exactly completely transparent for somebody coming from the outside. Like it was the most, I think star Trekky it's been uh, so yeah. far for good or bad. I, I, um, I found myself enjoying that aspect of it though.
2: I was actually kind of glad for it. Cause it, uh, yeah. it, it made it because I've kind of viewed it as kind of a lighthearted experience. It was like, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a lighthearted. I know it's like, And adult cartoon show, but it was like kind of like a lighthearted, more fun cartoon, but like almost classic vibe Star Trek experience. So I kind of liked it from that as, you know, again, from like I wasn't thinking too hard on it, but I was like, yeah, that's
0: that's pretty cool. (laughs) They don't like uh, (laughs) meet the devil in this one and uh
2: oh no if only they, to they went Times. to places if only they were as brave as the animated series yeah
0: <laughs> right uh i was a little worried near the end of the uh show where the uh the genesis goo has gotten all through the the ships and really messed them up and i'm like is this like the end of the show <laughs> like how are they gonna fix this <laughs> but the uh the solution they comes up with just clears that all out so they're they're okay there <laughs>
2: That that moment made me think, because one thing I'm struggling with the show is, does it need to be adult humor? Because a lot of times it feels like kind of like just like a fun, lighthearted kids show in terms of like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like dog it, but like the the writing and the storylines are like your average kind of like, you know, it's it's pretty basic stuff. Like yeah. he disagrees with her mom. And then, yeah. but then like, but then they're cursing, but then it's censored. So I was like, why are we even doing this? That's
0: interesting. Yeah. And then you've got like, cause it, yeah, I think it is fairly straightforward and something that would appeal to kids, but then you've got jokes about the jizz filters in the holodeck or, right. or whatever, which is fair cop. I mean, that's a, that's an okay joke, but yeah, it's just like, it, I don't want to explain that to my kids. So,
2: but then it's, it's not always trying to completely go there with some of the stuff because I feel like they probably are counting on like kids watching it too, maybe.
0: Yeah.
2: But, um, when the ship was being destroyed, it made me think of like what I initially was, would hope is like, maybe they should go in the other direction and just go out there. And it made me think of, uh, the sea lab 2021 the, <laughs> yeah. that show where at the end of every episode the ship blew up or the lab blew up and they right. never explained why yeah that they were there the next week and i was like that's <laughs> i was like they should either commit to like they shouldn't blow up the ship every week but you know just commit to the like adult nature and be more cutting edge yeah or it should be a kid's show, I think. I, I don't like this in-between. That's the only thing I'm kind of mixed about.
0: I think they need to pick a lane.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely
1: that, felt that yeah. this week.
2: It might just but, be the marketing, though, a little bit. Like, you want to give yeah. adults permission to like it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. watch, watch a kid's show.
0: <laughs> There's a show that was on... Oh, boy. There was a show that was on the uh, lamented, late-lamented Yahoo screen called... Uh, Other Space, I think it was called. It was created by Paul Feig, and it was a really low-budget sci-fi show, but the idea was it was a Orville-esque kind of Star Trek ripoff where there's a Federation and this young guy gets, you know, the captaincy of a ship, and his crew is a bunch of, like, slackers, and they ran into these... There's a lot of humor in it. James Fra- Was it James Franco or Dave Franco? Dave Franco was on one episode, but he turned out to be like a shape-shifting creature who turns into Dave Franco, but nobody wanted to kill him because he's Dave so Franco. He's so cute. So, yeah. that was,
1: so he played himself?
0: Yeah, basically. No. Uh, <laughs> but they combined humor with these very uh, sort of, I don't want to say hard, but like out there sci fi e kind of plots uh, that I thought was really good. And of course it was on Yahoo's screen, which is a total failure, and the show's gone and will never come back. But that's the kind of thing that I that I see is like, you know, the the template or what I'd like to get out of, uh, out of lower decks. But yeah, I don't know if they've quite got there yet. I think it's interesting that, you know, we've had, uh, actually you're the first guest we've had (laughs) so far uh, for lower decks, but everybody I talk to is, uh, it's like kombucha lady, you know, the meme on, on the internet, everybody kind of. (laughs) Broski. takes a sip of, uh, of Lower Decks and they're like, mm, mm, yeah. uh, mm. uh, everybody has different reactions to it. And I think that's interesting.
2: Our, the hive mind hasn't settled, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll work out how we all collectively feel about it uh, by the end of the series, I think.
0: Yeah, or, or historically, <laughs> 25 years from now looking back. Um, right. Once again, uh, I'm the kombucha lady for Mariner. Once again, I'm just confronted with this character that I can't, pinned down and i don't know how to feel about it like she is such an asshole <laughs> like especially like at the <laughs> beginning of the episode and i know that's like to set up you know the plot but i just don't understand why she is this way and i think i finally had a breakthrough i think i finally figured something out she's hawkeye from mash do you know what i mean
2: <laughs> okay like,
0: she's uh, although hawkeye yes. was hawkeye was an officer i don't remember his exact rank but he was a little higher up and so she wants to slack off. She has no respect for authority. Uh, we're a little past doing a Groucho Marx kind of thing, so she's not doing that. But, like, that's kind of her thing. And then the other I, – I didn't try to map every character to M.A.S.H., but Boimler is definitely, <laughs> like um, – I can't remember the guy's name. But the the, the guy who's, like, Radar. The, he could be Radar, but he's also kind of the XO guy who's always trying to catch Hawkeye, like, doing things. You know, he's oh. the spoil sport. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that, though, is that Hawkeye was a brilliant surgeon. You know, they couldn't fire him (laughs) if they wanted to because they needed him out there. And I don't think Mariner can quite get away with that yet. And they actually bring up in this episode, uh, why don't you just fire her? And I was like, yeah, why doesn't she fire her? Like, I know that she's her the captain's her mom. But, you know, why doesn't she just force her to transfer or just throw her off the ship?
2: I think they've they've shown her like be like inexplicably like awesome at stuff though too, where it's like oh she, or like yeah.
0: But she I don't, does anybody kicks know how ass good and knows good Klingons? She
2: is. That's a good point. No, yeah. her but, mom it,
0: sees that she's really capable in this episode, I guess. But
2: it's meant to be yeah, like surprising or something. But she's confident, you know, <laughs> like uh, yeah. when she's talking to uh, yeah the it's yeah she to some people i guess presents that way as like yeah you know i can do it if i want to but i i don't want to you know
0: right yeah um and i don't know if there's maybe in the future we'll find out i mean there doesn't have to be something behind it but if there's some reason why she fears authority or fears i mean clearly in this episode it's it's as boring as she expects it to be uh like he's gonna play acoustic guitar about his time in Barcelona. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that sounds. Uh, I wouldn't want to do that. So,
2: the, those are some good, like, kind of poking fun at Star Trek too. Like, I, I, I think <laughs> we were worried they wouldn't do that or something, but they've had some good, like, bits where they make fun of like how kind of uptight or like stuffy Star Trek is sometimes.
0: Yeah. Or, or yeah, just doing them doing executive po- uh, poker, but just everybody being terrible at poker. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered why everybody on the Enterprise was so good at poker. Like, they're all like these poker sharks. But, <laughs> yeah, probably it would just be, uh, yeah, I fold. I don't know.
2: Well, it's different where you don't have someone who is like a hyper-intelligent android or an <laughs> empath yeah. or someone who can probably see through the cards, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. These are just like they're they 're kind of basic,
0: I did like that this episode does finally we get an episode where we put Mariner um, out of her comfort zone and you know give her something that ostensibly somebody would want, but it turns into a big hassle and pain for her that she 's trying to got to wiggle her way out of um, I thought that was it was interesting um, do, uh, Boimler <laughs> on the other hand uh gets his little uh, B or maybe C plot where he. Also wants to be uh you know a real bad boy so he can get the promotion that he's looking for and i I didn't think that that i, I didn't, it wasn't given really as much uh time to really explore that like I wonder if he's just gonna blow up at some point and kill everybody or because he just keeps <laughs> he's the Elmer Fudd character you know that just like while uh Mariner keeps bugs bunnying you know out of things he's just so like ah, why why does he keep getting away
2: yeah, I forgot anything he did actually in this episode. I remember he poured the
0: coffee. Nothing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, nothing. I think he spilled the, the coffee.
1: coffee. Was it? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, that and and uh, he was uh taking advantage of the um the leveled up replicators that the uh the other
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Gets to eat from. Get
1: deep. breaded mac and cheese.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh Tendi has a pretty big side plot in this, which I thought was good because we hadn't seen much for her up to this point. Um I didn't get any specific uh, like species or anything like that, but I take it that this guy is supposed to be kind of like that the guy from that TNG episode, um, Transmogrifications or whatever it was, right? The guy that like turns into Bev falls in love with him. He turns into energy at the end. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, okay. I don't I don't remember this
0: one. Um, it's not that great, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting that he that they related it to uh, spirituality in a way. Like having Tendy walk in and where everybody is in lo- lotus position and they're all meditating, it made me go like, huh, what would people in the 24th century think about meditation? Because they, they take every chance they can get to tell us that we don't believe in spooks and, and ghosts and goblins or whatever anymore. But I wonder if they would... I'm sure they respect other cultures, religions, but if they would think of meditation as like a useful a technique to use or, or what?
1: I think they would.
0: I'd like to believe that they would. Sure.
1: You know, I feel like at a certain point it's like, I don't want to call it scientific, but I feel like it, you know,
0: like it helps
2: you, like it centers you. I don't know. Sure. What I kind of liked that, like he didn't, he didn't actually believe it. <laughs> so yeah, like that's like that is the insight yeah, is, is yeah. that like, maybe he does think it's nonsense, but then it, it works or whatever. So I liked actually the kind of like, it's sort of an anti-Star Trek twist, you know, where it's like this, he does get caught up in the, in the spirituality that he thought wasn't real.
0: Yeah. And then they have to have one little, additional twist of the knife at the end where it's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This hurts so much. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Honestly,
2: <laughs> that actually got me. I was, I've been kind of like, I would like to have a buddy that I'm watching this with. Cause sometimes I can't tell like, is the show funny, you know, <laughs> because I'm yeah. not, really, I'm watching it by myself and, and let it, I know it's not like hilarious. Cause I, I would, be laughing even by myself, but I'm just kind of like, ah, okay, okay, you know. But that that joke actually was like, that was pretty good.
0: Uh, that's a question that we've asked. <laughs> Is show the show before. funny? Yeah, I I feel like you know, there's a line that I've stolen uh, very often from the series uh, Parks and Recreation, where a character says that something has the cadence of a joke, and that's why he laughed at it. And I feel like a lot of the stuff in this show is like that. It's like, but like that's a joke, right? It's like, well, it's a joke if it you know <laughs> does the things that jokes do, which is like kind of subvert what's going on and maybe references something, but not like reference. Oh, Captain Pike! Captain Pike, just saying that as in a joke. Yeah. And there's parts where like I thought the idea of taking <laughs> taking Mariner and then putting her promoting her and then she's got to sit through all this stuff that that's a great little bit you know and you can milk a lot out of it but all the things they milked were like first pitches in my opinion they were all like you know the guy who is playing playing his guitar okay good and he was he he lived in spain for a month that's all right but then like oh you you have to go you have to go to ops you have to go to (laughs) ops to talk about ops it's like all right well that's kind of a placeholder is like they're like a joke like (laughs) I, i feel like everything could have could be punched up a lot even though it's got the structure of, you know, of a comedy, it's got the skeleton of a comedy. But where's the, where's the flesh?
1: When that guy turns around though, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't see you beam up there." I was oh, like, "It's the... <laughs> kind of it's dumb," but that was
0: like that was funny. The, the federation of <laughs> characters, yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> yeah.
2: What about the like scatting thing though? I thought that was an okay one because it again yeah. kind of like hit at something that like the Star Trek writers will present as like something like cultured or something and like ancient. But then it's like when you go back and watch that now in the early nineties context, it it seems kind of like dated and cheesy, you know,
0: that seems like something
2: that would show up in like, you know, a 93 episode of TNG, you know, like a character (laughs) who who loves like jazz fusion or something, you know,
0: Yeah, like, what's the worst thing they could do, uh, a one-man show or jazz fusion? And it's like, yeah, but I mean, this is uh, the 24th century, and there's all these thousands (laughs) of cultures in the Federation. Like, you can do whatever you want. I I had this thought the other day, and I was, like, thinking about the fact that, apparently, I didn't know this. And I don't think they, maybe I've read the wrong interviews, but I don't think they've been totally uh, forthcoming about this. But I guess the show is canon. And I don't think that it really, I don't think that it really matters either way. No. Definitely worry too much about canon in Star Trek. But I think that when you're creating a show like this and you're already pushing, all the characters are like petty and venal and assholes. And you wonder, like, they're already pushing up against what you'd really want to display a Starfleet officer as. Why worry about it being canon? Like... Rick and Morty has a canon, I guess, but it doesn't worry week to week about really what's going on. And this show definitely wants to be Rick and Morty. So I think that they, if they just said, Ah, none of this is really real, the ship could blow up every week, like Gooey suggested. If they worried a little <laughs> less about it actually being another chapter in the Star Trek story, I think maybe they'd have more room to do crazy things.
2: Yeah, that... I guess I never thought that that could be holding it back because there there has there hasn't been a moment yet where I'm like, oh, if only this element wasn't canon or something like it it could break free from that.
0: (laughs) That's because like element.
2: Yeah, because then does that mean like, do are the jokes literal, you know, like is and I hope this is true that like Miles O'Brien is the most important officer (laughs) in Starfleet (laughs) history. I believe it to be true. So I I'll, I'll take that as canon. <laughs> Me
1: too. The accent and the curls alone.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. He, was, yeah. he really starred in that show.
0: I felt like that. I felt like that was a kind of side sly reference to uh, Chief O'Brien at work. You know, the webcomic. Oh, yeah. But the whole point of Chief O'Brien at work is that he is not essential in any way. He lives like this <laughs> existential hell where he just stands in a room. So... I don't know if they were just referencing that or if maybe they were answering that. Like, no, he really is the most important guy in Starfleet, but I just didn't get. You know, I've seen a lot of people share. People really like that, and they're sharing it a lot as a meme, which, I mean, we all like Chief O'Brien, but I didn't really get, like, why they did that. And, you know, and honestly, I'm okay with the characters being, like, dicks. Like, that's. <laughs> I've been thinking and talking I think about. It's cool. Yeah, I've been <laughs> thinking and talking about comedy and Star Trek a lot, like, on my various shows, just for. Probably because of the start of lower decks, but one of the reasons that I think I figured out that like TNG and like regular Star Trek isn't funny is that the characters are too perfect. You know, there's you need to have buffoons, you need to yeah. have people with flaws, and it's hard to do a joke unless Data doesn't get a metaphor or something, and then we can do that. And so, yeah, they definitely all have to be jerks. But how does this ship get from place to place? Everybody on it is just a <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, well, maybe that is where it's not worrying about canon because, like, the the ship actually wouldn't function in Starfleet as we know it at this point in time. Well, not like, without their just... buffer time. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's for sure. Like,
2: yeah, I I I also wish maybe like maybe because I don't think the jokes are that funny. Like, maybe that's also why I think uh, it should just be a kids show because <laughs> instead of like. Oh, that's the cadence of the joke. It's like, oh, it's it's just like a light-hearted touch, you know. It's just like a, yeah. It's just for it's for kids, or you know, like it's whimsical or something. That's people's, people's I just pants are it falling
0: was, down and yeah,
2: yeah. That's just maybe me trying to justify some of the kind of lame jokes. Is that I wouldn't be mad at them if you told me it was for kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. Discovery's funny. Yeah. It's got more. Do you guys hear times I, I,
2: where it's a bit too like,
0: you know, too funny? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't do a news segment at the beginning of this because I couldn't think of any news, but I just realized there is news. Uh, CBS has announced that they are going to broadcast the first season of Discovery on CBS on TV. Ooh. Cool. Which is good news, but now we gotta bleep those swears that they're so proud of.
1: Interesting. Oh my god.
0: <laughs>
1: I think it's better. I think it's funnier when they're bleeped. Yeah. In lower decks. Honestly, yeah. I don't mind. I think it's better.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, you have to kind of work out what the filters are for. And by the way, is why... that what makes it so much funnier, though? You <laughs> like, get the bleep out of the bleep filter, and you're like, the what out of the way? <laughs> just assuming that it's jizz. Why? Why are they filtering the Me jizz? Too. Do they need only the purest jizz? Doesn't it all just I go need down the drain?
1: It out of the <laughs> it out of the holosuite.
0: She's got to, you know, plunge the drains in the holodeck floor. Ew. <laughs>
1: oh my. Uh,
0: I really like. I said before the Genesis goo or the um, the terraforming. Um, d- or whatever it was called uh, I, I thought that was uh I really liked that I thought that was cool, and uh, it doesn't just like turn a tricorder into a flower like it creates you know rocks and minerals and structures and um yeah that, it, when it was taken over the ship, that was really neat
2: I like the twist on it too because it it's like in inorganic so it's like it it's tricorder it's like takes the technology. Yeah, it's nobody... different than like Genesis, you know, you put on a, just like a rock and it turns <laughs> it into something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Gooey and I just watched Khan uh, for backtracking. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it feels like everybody, to me in my world, it feels like everybody just watched Rathacon and they know what I'm <laughs> talking about.
0: Watch out. Here comes Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything that was else? a great impression. You thank you. <laughs> anything else you guys can uh, can think of or, or want to say about this episode?
1: I don't know about this episode, but I feel like I want more of like it's lower decks, right? And they all sleep on those bunks in like the hallway, and I want more of like where do they change? Almost like a boot. Camp exact. Oh my god I know I want more I want to see them with like a shower caddy Like I want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like more I want it to feel like boot camp I want to feel like I want it to feel like They're like boot camp or like summer camp Where you're just kind of like in it and You're always together like I need yeah. some more Of that I feel like I, I enjoy poking fun at the commanding officers But I need more of like Just lower <laughs> decks like them In the hallway with the lights out And people are walking by or like I don't even
0: know I need more of it. You gotta wear I, your wear your flip flops in the uh, the Starship Troopers exactly showers that I'm, I'm imagining they have.
1: Yeah.
2: I apologize. I have to verge into other podcast ter- territory again because Uh-oh. this just answered. I had a question about in Star Trek Into Darkness why Carol Marcus just changes <laughs> in the <that> shuttlecraft <laughs> or whatever. No it's because she didn't have a room. That's,
0: yeah. <laughs> she was a lower decks officer yeah that's what it was
2: i guess she wasn't on the ship's log so
0: she just used Man. to it yeah <laughs> so thank you
2: lower decks she i didn't realize that
1: Being like, turn around
2: i i love that element of the show because i always just assumed like everyone gets a room it's a it's a big old ship
0: you know right yeah I guess we don't know exactly how big the saucer is. I'm just guessing it's not as big as, like, a galaxy class. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they got him, got him down in steerage. Yeah, that's kind Also, sad. can we,
1: the commanding officers, get better food?
0: <laughs> I guess so. What's the yeah. point of
1: a replicator?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they're not hungry. They're just eating crappy food. There's still a, a hierarchy of, of rank uh, that they follow. Uh, everybody's equal, but some are more equal than others.
1: I just want to believe that if I ever went into Starfleet that I could have breaded mac and cheese out of the replicator whenever I wanted, but it would have, like, no calories because they just made it for me. Right. <laughs> like, it's the dream.
0: Yeah, or get your uh, like double, double fudge Sunday whenever you want. I was watching uh, <laughs> yeah. an episode of uh, Enterprise the other day, and... They were they Travis was talking to some other boomer captain and he gave him like the guy was eating like a steak and a baked potato. And I was like, mm-hmm. is that a real steak or is that like resequenced protein or whatever? Because they talk about their chef and they must have a hold full of those breadsticks, you know, those crunchy like garlic breadsticks that they're always eating. <laughs> the costume designer's like, just get something that's dry. We can vacuum up the crumbs. We don't want any stains on the, on the jumpsuits.
2: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I like that we're starting to see a class system come in. What, <laughs> yeah. what I you thought like was it. like a classless society, for you know,
1: sure. a utopia. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I'm, I'm, oh, I'm oh, proud of the show for that. <laughs> I want to see like what?
0: <laughs> I want to see them meet a race that is like ev- all the bad things that could happen with the Federation. So they, they, they have ships like the Federation, but everybody gets a turn at being the captain, you know, so like they're never, they're never that efficient and like, oh, we need this fixed. Uh, yeah, but I just don't feel, I feel like doing yoga today and, uh, and they're just not very efficient. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe we need a, a structure an authority system.
1: Just a little bit, small one.
0: That'd be a good lower decks episode. So put that on the <laughs> screen. Cowards. If
1: only there were a show that could make this happen. <laughs>
2: It's too bad this is live because you're pitching all your good oh. ideas out there. <laughs> well, that one's gone, trademark, yeah. trademark. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, verbal, verbal trademark.
1: You can't take it. Copyright.
2: Uh, we haven't in a uh, backtracking. We've never kept in when I talk about how Star Trek should have battle bots, right?
0: <laughs> I think that one went out today. Actually, dang <laughs> but, it. <laughs> yeah. You you type the the sumo flip or something like that.
2: Yeah, I want. I want to see some ships sl- slam hard <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> into each other.
0: <laughs> well, okay, we'll do. We'll do a little backtracking plug. We were talking about <laughs> on every show uh, we watch a uh, piece of media that inspired a Star Trek episode or film, and so we um, on our most recent episode we read the short story and watched the movie adaptation of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which <laughs> is you know, about this guy who he daydreams and he's, you know, he's kind of unfocused. And on every show, we also do what we call a technological exchange where we uh, pick a random uh, Trek technology from a list. We take that technology away from the Star (laughs) Trek episode. We add it to the movie or TV show that's not Trek to see how things are changed around. And I think we got like phasers for that one. We tried to figure out how you could get into a fight, you know, in space without phasers. And we thought... It's like bumper ships, right? Everybody would have, like, armor, like, Mad Max spikes on their ships. You know, have like, starships <gasps> crashing into each other. Oh, my God, Mad Max. Yeah. Like, I really want to see that. And then Gooey's idea was that. they would flip each other over. Although you're in space, so I'm not sure. <laughs> like a turtle? Oh, my God, we're upside down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or you, you, I would build a ship that's just two big Hulk hands. And they just <laughs> <Yeah>. start <laughs> <laughs> punching.
0: Just, they go, <laughs> just,
2: Smash. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, we have definitely given away too many ideas at this point. So I think Whoops. we will bring copyright. it to a close. Yeah. Copyright, copyright. Uh, That's it for our show this week. Thank you for joining us, listeners. And if you like what you hear, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at eistpod for updates and to get notified when new episodes of Discoverage and Enterprising Individuals are released. And you can tweet to us on the show by using the hashtag Discoverage, or you can email us at EISTpod at gmail.com. Also, while you're on the internet, why not head to your listening platform of choice and subscribe to our show feed. Give us a rating and a review and really helps out and if you want to help the show grow stop by our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash eist pod and as always if you like the show tell a friend. Discovery will return on September 3rd for the fifth episode of season one of Lower Decks entitled we don't know. The name has not been announced yet, but we'll be here next Thursday to cover it, whatever it will be called. We'll be going live once again at 7 p.m. Central, so join us then. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook at Pod to get notified when we're live and broadcasting. And in the meantime, check out our main show at Enterprising Individuals at enterprisingindividuals.com. Every Wednesday on the show, I'm joined by a special guest to discuss in excruciating detail a selected episode from a Star Trek series. We also have news from the Trek sphere and interviews with special guests. And our latest episode just dropped. And on it, I'm joined by New York Times bestselling author Catherine M. Valenti to talk about the classic TNG episode, The Game, in which we see that Wesley Crusher has got a little game himself. He does all right. He's all grown up. You can check that out at (laughs) enterprisingindividuals.com. Ella? Ella? Thanks for joining us uh, to talk about tonight's episode of Lower Decks. Remind people where they can find you online.
1: Thank you. My uh, podcast with my dad is called Generations Geek. So we are at uh, Generations Geek on social media and
0: wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome. And GUI, it's always great to have you on. Thanks for being on. Where can people Thank find you, you online?
2: Uh, you can find me... On Twitter, I'm at Gooey Fame, and we did extended plugs for everything else I do, so go check out that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear two men somehow make it through talking about uh, the 2013 film Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh, <laughs> stop on by for that one. You
1: know what? Great soundtrack, though. I have it on Spotify. Oh boy,
0: <laughs> Gooey, this is
1: it.
2: This is what we wondered about. <laughs> this is, we got the Arcade Fire fans.
0: We got it. Okay. <laughs> All right so anyway if you want to know what that's about listen to it if, if you dare but that is it for us uh, for this week thanks for listening everybody and we are signing off and this is Aaron for Ella and GUI saying live long and prosper